uh, Mr. Poltina, do we have sufficient members to be able to begin with the meeting? Um, Chair, we are just in short of um, just one member, Chair. I think Nasli can check for us uh, uh, how far is Mamukomba is. Um, then, then, then we can start, Chair. Or we can start, and then they can find us um, uh, on the way. Good morning, uh, honorable members, uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, of the Portfolio Committee on Tourism, those that have taken keen interest in the work of the Recording Portfolio in progress. Committee, who are part of us, you are most welcome. Honorable members, this is your Portfolio Committee meeting, which you have a uh, requested and called, we gather this morning uh, to look into the analysis of the SONA so that we can be able to take out all the important parts that uh, are pertaining to our area of responsibility so that we can be able to uh, ensure that we, as, as and when we are conducting our functions and duties as members of parliament, we are able to take the clarion call or heed to the clarion call made by the president uh, uh, in the State of the Nation Address uh, 2022. Allow me, members of parliament, members of the Portfolio Committee on Tourism, to welcome you to this meeting, to your meeting. Can I then invite uh, Mr. Boltina and Dr. Kuzayo to fly to us our agenda so that we can formally uh, adopt the agenda? In front of us, honorable members, is our agenda for today. Can I invite honorable members uh, to formally adopt the agenda as a working agenda for our meeting today, which is the 15th of February? Honorable members. Yes. Good morning, Chairperson. It's Craig. On the side, uh, I note and uh, move for the adoption of the agenda, Chair. Thank, thank you, you, Honorable. Uh, thank you, Honorable T.S. Craig. The Honorable Craig has moved uh, for the adoption of the agenda. Can I invite uh, You are noted, Honorable April. Uh, good morning, Chairperson and everybody else. I am uh, seconding the adoption of the agenda. Uh, noted. Uh, uh, the, the, our agenda it has been uh, moved for the adoption by uh, the Honorable T.S. and Honorable April was the seconder. 
Honorable members, can I also uh, just put an apology and request that I close my video because my connection at times, uh, honorable member, is not the best of a connection since, you know, we are in the villages and sometimes our brandwidth is problematic. Can I then uh, request that the meeting affords me the opportunity to be able to uh, close the video so that I can get better connectivity? Honorable members, uh, thank you, thank you, honorable members. Honorable members, we are now going to officially move to apologies. Uh, on the apologies, honorable members, we note we, we have a standing apology from the chairperson who is still not well, but we are still wishing her and uh, praying for her speedy re recovery so that she returns uh, to the portfolio committee and be able to continue with the responsibilities and tasks given to her by South Africans. As, members of, as a member of parliament and also the chairperson of this portfolio committee on tourism. Uh, Mr. Boltina, can you uh, table apologies that have been received from your side? Yes, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, Chair, the other one that I have on this side is uh, Honorable Honorable Gumbi Chairperson. Uh, he, he has indicated that uh, there was a procedure that he was it was going to be done, uh, and then he might be is going to be away for for a couple of days, Chairperson. So there is also that uh, apology for him. The second one is also from from the minister chair and also from the deputy minister. Those are the three apologies that I have, Chairperson. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Mr. Poltina. <clears throat> These honorable members are our, our the apologies as, as formally tabled uh, in this uh, portfolio committee meeting Tuesday, the 15th of February. They will be noted and will form part of the minutes as uh, apologies that were formally sent to us and we have noted and accepted them. Honorable members, we know that uh, tourism is still on its recovery. And we believe that with the rollout of the vaccine and with us uh, as a country who are now moving to normality from the aftermath and of the devastation of the COVID that has wreaked havoc throughout the world and our country was not spared. We are on the recovery plan and we know and note that tourism is one of the key drivers that should be driving employment and job creation and also uh, recovering our economy. We note that uh, tourism is one of the key drivers or one of the pillars because the barriers to entry are minimal. And at times others uh, would say that tourism becomes the low hanging fruit for the economy to be able to create the much needed employment opportunities that are so much needed for the country to be able to be on the a correct and positive trajectory that leads to recovery. 
we have listened to the president as he tabled the State of the Nation address. And this meeting this morning is looking into the analysis and unpacking. Honorable members, can I note, Mr. Uh, there is, there are members who have not muted. Honorable Tobe, uh, you are not muted. Are you still there, Jefferson? Host has muted myself also. Oh. <laughs> the host, okay, I'm now unmuted. Uh, my, uh, well, I cannot, I cannot apologize for that because it was the, the host that muted me. So mm. I, am, I am now going to hand over to uh, Dr. Kuzwayo together with uh, uh, Miss uh, Sisanda. Honorable members, can I also just indicate that the content advisor, Dr. Kuzwayo, has also indicated that he is where he is, it is scheduled for load shedding. So where, where he gets cut, uh, the, 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 the researcher will be there. It's a team of, uh, of two uh, capable individuals who will be taking us through, so we should not worry. Uh, over to you, Dr. Kuzwayo. Uh, thank you. Chairperson, and good morning to honorable members and colleagues. Uh, as the chairperson has alluded, this morning we are looking at the implications of the State of the Nation address to the tourism sector. Uh, as honorable members will know that tourism as a sector is dependent on a number of other government departments. So you have functions, government functions, that reside in other uh, departments, but that have a direct bearing on the work of the Department of Tourism. And if those uh, are not done properly, they then affect uh, the delivery of the strategic plan for the Department of Tourism. So the analysis that we are providing this morning together with the research of Ms. Loni uh, is to provide a, a holistic view of, of the entire government on a number of issues that have implications for oversight for the committee. And it, it therefore asks the committee to look for those things that lie outside the purview of the Department of Tourism, but that have a, a direct bearing on the sector recovery, as the chairperson has alluded, that you are uh, still reeling from the impact of uh, the pandemic and you are on the path of recovery. But there are a lot of things that need to be done to ensure that 
uh, the recovery takes place. Uh, the issue raising therefore will not necessarily the Department of Tourism, but these are the issues that are brought within uh, the ambit of what the Department of Tourism is doing, but also uh, on other sector departments. Therefore, uh, what this does then is to equip the members with those issues that they need to raise with the minister for her to lobby uh, her counterparts in cabinet to ensure that those issues that have been identified uh, can then be uh, can then be addressed uh, with other uh, government departments. So the, the the presentation therefore today uh, will look at SONA in its entirety. But maybe before we start uh, going through the slide, I must just indicate one thing that I just uh, realized this morning that we shared a document that was still our internal discussion document. So there is a slide that we corrected on the global uh, performance where we had duplicated the slide for South Africa's performance. But we will deal with that when we come to it, just to say, when they come to this slide, members then must, must know that it was a duplicated slide that we have since corrected. Uh, in terms of the, the presentation, we look at the global tourism performance. Then we look at how South Africa has fared in that regard. Then we look at the barriers to sector recovery, because there are issues, as, as we have alluded, that need to be unlocked by other sector departments to assist the sector to recover quickly. Then we look at uh, how has the state of the nation address responded uh, to those barriers and we end up, we end with a recommendation. Uh, if we look at the global tourism performance, honorable members, uh, we, we are using the information that uh, we extract from uh, the World uh, Travel and Tourism Council, which uh, crunches numbers for all the countries that are active in tourism, uh, in, in what they call the Travel and Tourism Economic Impact Report. This report uh, also come, always comes a year after. It means it has a, about a, a leg of about a year. Uh, we are still uh, waiting for last year's uh, performance, but what we already have is for 2019 and 2020. So if we look at the global and South Africa's performance, we are comparing uh, these two years and looking at how COVID-19 has impacted on tourism performance globally and in South Africa. If you look at the global uh, performance in terms of the, the total contribution to the gross domestic product, uh, in 2019, tourism contributed about uh, 9 billion to the entire economy of the world, which was about 10.4%. That declined in 2020 uh, to 4.6, which was 
a total of 5.5% uh, uh, decline. So the, the total decline there was almost 50%. It was 49.1%, which was a huge uh, dec decline in terms of the contribution of the sector. Uh, but if you look at now, relatively speaking, to the impact on the global economy, that was a decline of 3% in terms of what sector contributes to the global economy. Uh, in terms of jobs, which is an important indicator that we're also tracking in South Africa, and it's part of uh, those that are being tracked by South African tourism. Uh, in 2019, the sector was contributing one in every 10 jobs uh, globally. And we had a total of 334 million people employed uh, by the sector globally, but that declined in 2020 to 272 million. And if you look at the ratio there, it, it, it also decreased where tourism was now contributing one in 11 jobs. And we expect that you might find that the, the decline will even be more. In terms of leisure versus business spending, which is very critical because we're looking here at tourism, your, your main tourism in terms of leisure, and also uh, business uh, spending, which is linked to business tourism, which the national, in terms of leisure, uh, it was 4.6 uh, below in terms of contribution, which declined to 1.3 in uh, which, which declined to 2.3 in 2020. In terms of business spending, uh, it was 1.2 and declined to 504 million. It was 1.2 billion declined to 504 billion. And if you look at the change there in 2020, it was a whooping 61% change in terms of the contribution. Now, if you look at domestic versus international spending, that is at a global level. Uh, at a global level, the countries in terms of domestic tourism, an average of 4.3 billion was realized from tourism, which then declined to 2.3. And at an, at an international spending in terms of all the countries, the average was 1.2 billion, which declined to 507. So these are the changes. If you look at what happened then to South Africa, it, it is almost the same. It mirrors what happened at a global level. Because if you track numbers for South Africa in 2019, uh, the sector uh, was contributing around 362 billion, which then declined to 182 billion in 2020, which was a change also of about 50%, almost 50%, as it is the case with international at an international level, it was 49.1. With us, it was 49.2. So that is almost 50%. So we are on par with the world in terms of this decline. So it is a huge decline 
uh, and the sector recovery will assist in ensuring that the sector continues to contribute to GDP because that contribution is important for the entire economy, not just for tourism, because that contribution goes then to, to government coffers for all other social interventions that the government is involved in. Uh, a major concern also is a decline in terms of the contribution of the sector uh, to total employment. In 2019, the sector contributed around 1.5 million uh, people, which was 8.9% of the total employment in the country. Uh, that declined in 2020 to 987,000,000. Uh, 87,000, which is 6.5% in terms of the decline. So that is 2.4% uh, decline in terms of real numbers. The second lot uh, in 2020, 473,000 jobs. And with the reported information, we think it's going to come out a very continue to, to share the job terms and so on. If you look at the international uh, spend in terms of what the international tourist spent in South Africa in 2019, uh, it was sitting at about 8.2 billion, which then declined in 2019, in 2022, uh, 2 2.3, which was a decline of 66%. And if, in terms of domestic uh, tourism as well, we had a visitor spend in 2019 of 9.7, which declined in 2020 to 5.6 billion, which was a decline of 42.8%. So the State of the Nation address, therefore, this year takes place against the backdrop of all these issues. Then, as then the, the, the support team of the committee will then look at what is happening at a global and a domestic level. And then we said, let us also look at other issues that are playing a role because we cannot only limit this to the pandemic. There are many other issues uh, that need to be addressed to assist the sector to recover quickly. And these are the issues that we are raising and they are not in any particular order, but as we said, the tourism sector is interdependent with other sector departments. These issues that we are raising, members will realize that they cut across a number of other departments and they need an intervention from the so uh, issues that were raised by the committee, issues how this therefore can address against in terms of uh, investment in the country, uh, based on a number of issues, uh, safety being one of them, and we know what happened in July last year. Uh, even before that, we already had issues about uh, safety concerns 
in South Africa, there are, there are issues of business regulation. As much as the chairperson is alluding to the fact that you, in tourism, you have uh, low barriers to entry. But you'll find that as much as there are those low barriers to entry, there will be business regulation impediments that will affect particularly your emerging tourism enterprises. Then another issue at an international level, which is a big issue, is this issue of the PCR test. As a country, we have made strides in terms of vaccination. And also people around the world have vaccinated. But you find that globally, this is not just a South African phenomenon. Uh, other countries have uh, removed these requirements. But in South Africa, when people come to the country, they are, they are still required to uh, produce a, this, PC, this negative PCR test that are taken uh, within 72 hours of arrival, which, is, which then becomes a, a, a deterrent. And the issue uh, that is being raised is why don't you allow those people that are fully vaccinated to enter the country other than them being also required to uh, have these PCR tests? Then there is issues of red tape uh, in business startup. Uh, there are issues also which has been raised sharply about the continued state of, of national disaster. Uh, which is, which is linked to a number of lockdowns that we have experienced as a country that affect a, a severe impact on the industry. Then another issue uh, is the issue of the slow implementation of visa reforms in the country. And at a local level, we find that you have bylaws uh, that affects SMEs in particular, then for a particular sector within the tourism industry, particularly your tour operators, you have the issue uh, uh, of the national public transport regulator in terms of issuing licenses and related issues uh, within the Department of Transport. And continuing on these uh, barriers that we were hoping Sona was going to touch on is the issue of targeted uh, funding for SMMEs and the safety and security for tourists in particular, the lack of public and private partnerships, uh, the slow pace of things uh, that have uh, been issued by courts against the department. We're also looking at the issues of poor rail and road infrastructure. We know uh, the department wanted to uh, develop the, the rail tourism uh, as one of the product mix in the country, and they could not continue because they found that uh, the, the rail infrastructure in the country uh, is in tatters at the state, and also the sector being an interdependent sector to others. We find that there is a lack of whole government approach in terms of those issues that need to unlock tourism. But also at an operational level for tourism as well, you have issues of UN levy, uh, which makes uh, cost of travel very 
uh, expensive where tourists will complain that they spend more money on transport other than experiences. So these are the issues uh, that are bedeviling the country at the moment. We have the issues of continual closure of sporting events where SMMEs in particular are affected because people will be trading and as people travel to a particular with their teams around the country, they will be uh, spending. So with the closure of sporting events due to the continued uh, implementation of the national state of disaster, so the sector at a domestic level is losing. We also looked at uh, the issue of the marketing investment framework, that given that most countries uh, are quick to close the borders to South Africa if a certain variant of COVID-19 is discovered. So we were saying our marketing investment framework by SAT remains unchanged. So maybe there needs to be a mix and new uh, countries abroad. Uh, the committee will, re will recall that at 2019-20, uh, the, the South African tourism was looking even at Scandinavian countries, how do you increase marketing and bring those uh, markets into the country. So we are saying the market investment from it needs to consider what is happening currently and then be improved. Uh, also the issues of duplication by state entities. We we hope that matter will be finalized because the, the committee will recruit uh, a lot of the activities like recruiting and so on in abeyance because they are waiting for the finalization of the rationalization of state entities. We also have the issue of low marketing budget across the board. And South Africa is a long haul destination, which makes it difficult uh, to, to travel in terms of costs. So there needs to be interventions in terms of air travel. And also with uh, budget cuts uh, by government find that there is a diminishing procurement uh, by the state from tourism service providers. And also the issue about state entities in the country at large, your ESCOM and so on in terms of what uh, they do and what and how that affects uh, tourism as a sector. Now, when we look at the actual state of the nation address, Dr. Kuzwayo, my humble apologies. Dr. Kuzwayo, my humble apologies for disturbing. Said three things that we. We thought maybe uh, they are the premise of the sauna. It was based. Yes. Dr. Kuzwayo, your network is a bit unstable. Can, can you perhaps maybe switch off the video? Yes, can you perhaps maybe switch off the video? Hello, Chaperson. Yeah, I'm saying your, your network is a bit unstable. We are not, you are cutting off. So maybe you can you okay. uh, uh, switch off your video so that maybe oh, okay. you, you get sure. better connectivity. Now. 
Yeah. Uh, I've switched it on. I'm not sure whether I'm, I'm audible now. How is now, Chairperson? Because I've done the video. You are audible. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll continue then from here, Chair. You, say, you the, the president Continue. mentioned the three one is that uh, currently as a country, I'm audible now, thank you. Uh, as a country, oh, okay, Chen. So as a country, uh, I think uh, Dr. Kuzo has just been uh, cut off because of the unstable network. Miss uh, Sandra Loni, can you take over from where okay. Dr. Kuzwa left off? Okay, we'll do so. Uh, he's back. He's back, Chairperson. Yeah. 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 Maybe he can just switch off his, 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 his uh, video. Dr. Kuzwa, Dr. Sbu? Hello, Chairperson. Uh, yeah, we're saying just continue without your video because your, your connection was was deteriorating. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm audible now. You are very audible. Thank you. Okay, I, I was saying, Chairperson uh, and Honorable Members, uh, that as a country, the President is true in saying uh, we have both the prospect of great progress and we are also at the risk of reversal. Prospect of great progress if we, we, we pull together as government, as the whole government, in terms of addressing all other issues that affects sector uh, recovery. If that happens, what the private sector together with the Department of Tourism and South African Tourism are doing will bear fruits if uh, other government departments also bear their weight in terms of uh, their mandate. But we are also at a risk of reversal if we do not uh, continue at a pace that is required. Uh, Lord Chair President, I'm not sure if I'm still audible. Hello, uh, Chair President. Yes, you are still audible, Honorable Member. You are. Okay. Yeah, no, I saw some movement. I thought maybe I was off. We can hear you. Okay. We can hear you, Dr. Kuzo. Okay. So uh, I'm saying, therefore, if other government departments pull their weight, which is an issue that we say is a loping matter for the minister, then we will be able to recover as a sector. But we can reverse the gains that we have made uh, and add to the impact that the pandemic has had on the sector if uh, things continue as they are at the moment. So we therefore hope that uh, 
what the president said in terms of what other government departments are doing can then assist us uh, in ensuring that we move forward as a sector. So what we do now as a sector, as the entire government, will determine the cause for the future of, of tourism. That includes all the issues, honorable members, even of the court interdicts, and the understanding that needs to be there uh, in, in society about the imperatives of transformation. Then we then look at the response, therefore, uh, on slide nine, the response of the SEG, of the SONA now, in terms of all these issues that we gleaned from uh, government and the sector as a whole. So we are looking at what were the pronouncements by the president and what do we think uh, needs to happen and what the committee needs to do in to ensure that those issues happen or are unblocked. One issue uh, is the issue of the, the uplifting of the national state of disaster. Uh, the president did mention that as a government, they intend to end the state of, of disaster, but uh, that is dependent on certain issues that needs to be done in terms of the National Health Act, Act and other legislation. So what we are suggesting here is that the minister continues to lobby for the removal of the national state of disaster because it has very serious implications for the tourists. And the president is saying uh, if the government were to end the national state, of, it, it can assist the sector because the, the, the sector will be uh, completely open. Another matter that was raised by the president, honorable members, is the issue of government creating conducive environment for business to grow, particularly for your small and emerging enterprises. So this is very important uh, for tourism SMMEs. So what we are suggesting is also for the minister uh, to engage her cabinet counterparts, excuse me, to unblock tourism opportunities through a whole of uh, government. That goes all the way to the issue of bylaws that we were raising on our members to say, we have to look at all those issues, particularly from government that become impediment for big tourism uh, industries, but also for your SMMEs uh, to thrive. But we're also saying uh, the department together with South African Tourism should work closely with the Tourism Business Council of South Africa to create market access for emerging tourism enterprises. We have a lot of uh, programs that are implemented by the department and SAT that assist SMMEs. But the issue is, do these SMMEs have market? So <clears throat> what we are suggesting here is the engagement of TPCSA to ensure that you have access, these, these SMMEs have access to market. Another very pertinent issue that was raised by the president in his State of the Nation address is the issue of electricity supply, the issue of railways and ports, and the issue of innovation together with 
a scarcity of broadband spectrum in the country. And the issues that are, that are caused by uh, water quality, uh, I, I, I will also even add here water reticulation and distribution to tourism uh, facilities. And the president said, if these things uh, are not functioning well, the economy can also not function properly. So all these, they, 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 they rest squarely on the issue we are raising uh, above the members of the ailing state entities that there needs to be an improvement uh, in how the state entities do their work in support of tourism. Therefore, the suggestion is for the minister also to engage counterparts in cabinet to ensure that there is improvement on rail infrastructure so that uh, as, the, as the department wanted to uh, look into the development uh, of this niche market in the sector, it can be done, but it can't be done if you do not have rail infrastructure. This, the president said uh, you have a southern line in Cape Town that has been open and another line in Mabupane in Gauteng. So, but this is a countrywide problem that needs to be attended to. Then there is a, a very pertinent issue, honorable members, around the issues of broadband. And we know that tourists now want to share their real-time experiences on Instagram and other social media platforms. But you, we do not have enough broadband, so you do not have Wi-Fi in some of the tourism uh, facilities or attractions. So that, that, that needs to be improved, the issues of communication networks, because it affects the experience, therefore the repeat visits for uh, our international tourists. The issue of adequate and reliable water supply is also an issue, but also issues of electricity and many others that depend on uh, the state entities. Another matter that was raised, honorable members, is the issue of the streamlining of uh, the visa application process. Uh, we recall that this is something that the president announced in the previous year and also this year. So uh, maybe that was the only thing where there was like a specific mention of tourism. But all other issues that we are raising are implied. But tourism was mentioned this once when the president was talking about uh, streamlining and modernizing the visa application process to make it easier to travel to South Africa. So I'm saying in that regard, uh, the minister also needs to engage uh, her counterparts in cabinet to ensure that uh, the process of the implementation of e-visas is uh, expedited. Now, we also look at uh, the number of countries uh, that have implemented the e-visa system. Uh, about 14 countries have been mentioned, but we are seeing honorable chain members, more countries need to implement e-visa to ensure that it is easier to travel to South Africa. 
Then the president mentioned the issues of critical skills list that has been published and is out for uh, public comment. And this is the first time this has happened since 2014. But we are saying, given what the committee heard when the Department of Labor and Employment appeared before the committee, that you still have issues where you have people that are employed in the country in skills uh, that are available from the locals. Uh, this is not to say uh, foreign nationals must not be employed within the tourism sector, but is to look at the list of the critical skills to say tourism, as the chairperson was saying, is a low-hanging fruit, particularly in terms of job creation. If in that list of critical skills, you have skills that can be uh, provided by the locals, and in that so it can perpetuate the issue that the committee was talking about when the Department of Labor and Employment appeared, where you have foreign nationals uh, taking tourism jobs that can be done by the locals. Uh, Another issue is the issue of the measures that the government wants to put in place to unleash the potential of SMMEs in the country. So already the department is, together with SAT, the department is implementing a number of uh, programs to assist uh, the SMMEs. But we are saying with the new funding that comes from government. So the Department of Tourism needs to ensure that tourism SMEs also participate in these new government schemes. Then, still in line with the SMEs, uh, the committee will recall that uh, you, we had a loan guarantee scheme that was announced and implemented by government, but there was a, a low uptake of the scheme, particularly by the tourism sector. Now, this year, the president announced that uh, they are going to rework on it. They are going to bring on board uh, the finance and development institutions, and that, then that will uh, assist in ensuring that the eligibility criteria uh, improve the uptake of this new and redesigned loan guarantee scheme. So what we are suggesting here yeah, is that the department should work together with TPCSA to ensure that uh, there is an increased uptake uh, from this loan guarantee scheme. What we are also seeing maybe is for uh, the department to look at the available funding uh, through the Tourism Transformation Fund and the Tourism Equity Fund when uh, the issues around the court interdict are settled, to ensure that maybe these are also used to ensure that they facilitate uh, more SMMEs in terms of taking these schemes. And also, the government is reviewing the Business Act, uh, which looks at a broader review of legislation that affects SMMEs. 
And this is another matter that we are saying will assist in ensuring that there is a reduction of red tape, particularly by the tourism SMMEs. Uh, the issue of infrastructure, there is an infrastructure fund uh, that has been set up, that the president said uh, it will run for a period of about 10 years and will prioritize infrastructure projects and support economic growth, uh, particularly in the areas of energy roads and water management. This might seem like they are not directly uh, involved with tourism, but they have a huge impact in terms of how they then unlock tourism potential in areas where there was no energy, in areas where there were no access roads, in, in areas where there was poor water uh, supply. So this is what therefore we suggest uh, the department should keep the committee uh, updated in terms of these projects and how they, they have a direct impact on the tourism sector. Uh, the president, honorable chairperson and members also mentioned the issue of the investment conference uh, with the two that have been held before uh, that have uh, been to a veil of around 766 billion. There's another one coming. But what we are saying, Chair, is what is in these investment conferences for tourism? Therefore, it will assist the committee if the department can provide a breakdown of investment commitments. Let's say from the 776 billion that has already been uh, sourced, how much of that? Is, is directed to tourism and what is happening in terms of those investments. And therefore, the committee may be a standard quarterly issue when the department appears before the committee to provide progress in terms of these investment commitments, because these are the issues that are, will not be in the APP of the department, but it's very important for oversight for the committee to get uh, an idea of where the sector is going and what are the investments in the pipelines in the pipeline for the sector. Now, uh, there is another matter at the Africa continental level, Chairperson, the issue of the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. Uh, that it has been signed and it is now uh, due for implementation. What we are saying uh, is that there are low hanging fruits for tourism in this regard. For example, if you look at uh, transport issues in terms of the open skies policy, this is the matter where the Minister of Tourism can even engage. We have this summit that the Minister uh, always uh, holds in May together with the African ministers when they attend the Africa uh, in Daba. We are seeing, we have to look at what can be done to ensure that there's an open skies policy implemented 
throughout Africa as per the Amasukotika regime to ensure that we are not just looking at uh, the free trade agreement in terms of goods uh, that flow uh, among countries in Africa, but we also benefit from this on a tourism perspective. And at a certain region, Chepesee, they used to be what was called the Regional Tourism Organization, uh, which was called RETOSA. Uh, it has since become disbanded because there were issues of funding. South Africa ended up funding more, uh, and other certain countries were not funding, and yet marketing was for the entire region. And there were also issues of financial mismanagement that led to Retosa being closed. But we are saying the minister might look maybe at a certain level to resuscitate Retosa because this is important. If you, if you look at what has happened during COVID, where, for example, uh, you'll find that Kruger National Park is open, but you, you go to Vic Falls, they are closed. So these are issues that can be. Uh, unblocked at a regional level. So I think maybe the minister needs to uh, engage her certain counterparts and look at the new funding mechanism and governance issues of Red Horse. Uh, another issue that was raised that has a direct bearing to tourism is the issue of the Paris Climate Change Agreement, where South Africa committed to limiting a global warming to 1.5 degrees. This might be sitting with the Department of Environmental Affairs, but it has a serious and a direct bearing on tourism because if global warming uh, continues, we might lose a lot of our tourism attractions, particularly in our wildlife. Our wildlife experience might uh, deteriorate. Also, we have a lot of uh, beach tourism that attracts uh, domestic tourism, particularly to coastal provinces. If then we have a rise in sea levels, so this, this will mean there is also a decline in tourism. So we are saying, therefore, uh, the department should look at its uh, tourism and climate change action plan that they developed in 2011, whether it is in line with the Paris uh, Climate Change Agreement, so that if it is not aligned, it is then reviewed to ensure that what government has committed to at a national level, the tourism department also comes up with programs in terms of climate change that address uh, this matter directly. Uh, another major chapter is the issue of the presidential employment stimulus program that uh, the president uh, mentioned. That has, since 2020, supported over 850,000 uh, people, particularly young people in South Africa. This is a matter that is not in the APPO department, but departments benefit from this. So, what we are suggesting here is that the department should develop a plan of how to incorporate more participants in this program, such as 
the Presidential Employment Stimulus, and also report quarterly to the committee in terms of how many people are benefiting uh, within the tourism sector. Uh, the President also uh, talked about encouraging hiring by smaller uh, businesses and also the issue of the employment tax incentive for those businesses that are involved in this scheme. So we are saying uh, the department should engage the Tourism Business Council of South Africa uh, to ensure that many smaller tourism businesses uh, are involved in this scheme. They will benefit from an employment tax incentive but they will be providing a very important service in terms of employment to the unemployed and the retrenched young people in the country. Uh, we are also uh, looking at uh, the, 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 the criteria in terms of how then the youth benefits in these programs in terms of the criteria, because we find that the sector has to develop its criteria, but it is governed by uh, the criteria of the scheme. So to say that the criteria be uh, navigable easily, let it not be stringent such that people who should be participating are therefore excluded. Then there is a matter of the expropriation bill, Chaperson. But we are looking at it from a tourism perspective also in terms of the land reform project that has already been there. To say uh, in this land reform project, it means on land that the government will uh, give back to communities. Sometimes we find that there are tourism projects that will then deteriorate and even cease to exist once the land has been uh, given back to communities. Now, what the department is doing currently, uh, they are implementing 30 projects, which are community-based tourism projects. What we are suggesting, therefore, is one for the department to work with the Department uh, of Land Affairs to, to create a database of all the projects that have been uh, given back to communities through the land reform project, but also see if they can't incorporate those projects in the community-based tourism projects that they are implementing because you'll find that infrastructure is already there. Maybe is to ensure that those projects uh, come back in, in the pipeline in terms of operations and so on. So if then they have that database, they will be able to know how many and where are they located and how can they be then incorporated in the community-based tourism projects that are already uh, being implemented by the department. Then the president also mentioned that government will continue to implement the district development model. And we can, the committee has already seen how the Department of Tourism has incorporated its projects and programs in this 
uh, district development, more particularly uh, on those master plans that were developed by the destination management program within the department. But we're saying more can be done uh, in terms of incorporating uh, departmental projects in this DTM. That includes these community-based projects and more master plans in other areas of the country to ensure that uh, local government also participates in terms of ensuring that these projects are included in the IGPs and also in the investment uh, programs of municipalities. So these are the issues on our members that, uh, firstly, uh, we, we said, let us look at what are the barriers that are there uh, in terms of sector recovery and how has SONA responded to this. As honorable members have seen in our analysis, you can see that there is a lot that SONA did to address some of these issues. It is not all of them that were addressed, but most of them were addressed. And it is now a matter of how do we then take them forward? How to ensure that what the president said in SONA, uh, the committee does not lose track of. So we are then suggesting uh, as a, a, a part of a recommendation to the committee that what we have presented to the committee today uh, through the office of the chairperson is then reduced into a submission, is reduced into a submission in the form of a letter that the committee will write to the minister uh, to one, appraise her about the view of the committee in terms of how the committee sees uh, the implications of this year's State of the Nation address on the sector and then recommend to the minister uh, to take appropriate actions and measures to incorporate uh, what the president pronounced during SONA uh, to the departmental and tourism and, uh, and South African tourism uh, strategic plans and annual performance plans moving forward. There are those issues that can be incorporated in the APPs, but there are those issues that can be uh, the program in the ministry office together with the DTG uh, to ensure that there is a lobby of other uh, departments to ensure that the issues that we are raising and the issues that have been raised uh, in SONA really take place to ensure that uh, the, the tourism industry benefits from SONA. And if then it is agreeable with the committee uh, is that by the end of this financial year, uh, some of these issues maybe are incorporated. We know that uh, the process of APPs is at a very advanced stage uh, within the department, but they have not been tabled to parliament yet. So if possible, some of these issues that can be exchanged by the department, they can still be incorporated in the next financial year in terms of the strategic plans and the annual performance plan. So that is what we thought SONA meant for the sector. Uh, and those are the recommendations that we are making to the committee honorable chairperson and members. We thank you. 
thank you, thank you, Dr. Kuzayo. Um, um, Mr. Sander, uh, can we also afford you the opportunity if you have anything to add since you are the two work, were the ones working on the document? Uh, thank you, Chairperson. I think Dr. Kuzayo adequately covered everything from my side. Um, nothing to add. Thank you, though. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, honorable members, uh, this is the presentation as tabled uh, before the portfolio committee by the two content uh, advisors and researchers of the committee in terms of unpacking um, the tourism implications uh, in terms of uh, the SONA uh, uh, as tabled by the president last Thursday. Uh, we are uh, looking into all issues that pertain to our portfolio that also cut across other sectors since we know that tourism and its value chain uh, in fact cuts across other sectors. We need all other sectors to work for tourism to flourish. For people to go into malls, uh, they need uh, transportation. They also need road infrastructure. They also need protection because nobody wants to move around a town or a city that is not safe. Nobody wants to go to a mall that uh, can be threatened by, uh, by unrest or some other uh, threats that can put the life in, 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 in into uh, the danger of uh, citizens and people or patrons who want to go and entertain themselves at a particular place uh, in a particular time. So we need all other sectors to support tourism. People spend their money when they uh, feel safe to do so, when they are happy. You know, also the happy index does also uh, play a part. At, at one time, uh, uh, Dr. Kuzo, I think uh, uh, you guys have to work on the happy index to say how much do tourists consume when they are happy? How much do citizens spend uh, uh, in products when they are happy? You know, because the happy index also plays a vital uh, role for uh, for 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 any consumer to be purchasing and ensuring that the GDP does grow and this money is trickled back to where it's needed. Uh, you know, uh, the country cannot collect revenue if people are not spending. So this is uh, the analysis as tabled before us. I will now invite honorable members to be able to engage with it. I will uh, give the opportunity first to Honorable Gomba, who will be followed by the Honorable Defreitas. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Honorable Chair, um, I, I think what uh, Dr. Kuzaya has presented now is very, very important for us to ensure that we are following what he has said to say all the departments are supposed to play a role in making sure that tourism is successful. And also, Honorable Chair, I think um, at the, you know, the latest statement of his presentation is talking about 
uh, way forward on how we must take it up to ensure that all this is implemented. I was very much happy to hear about the e-visa because it is not the first time you speak about the e-visa. We spoke also uh, uh, in the previous financial years, the same uh, um, points that has raised today, they've been raised in the previous financial years. And I hope this time we are going to enact them, ensure that we call quarterly meetings at least, or if a quarter is too much, uh, um, at least twice a year, we call the departments and write all the lists to say and tick all the things that we have said, these are hampering or hindering the progress in tourism and and tick off what they have done and what they have not done and make a follow up before the next financial year so that whatever we are going to raise in the next coming SONA is not the same issues that are raised today and even the previous SONA uh, meetings after the SONA. So I I believe that we need to, to start now getting involved by not monitoring other departments, but ensuring that they really assist us in ensuring that tourism is becoming a very successful sector that is uh, creating jobs for our people. Um, Honorable Chair, I think that is what I, I will say. Uh, and uh, honestly, the content advisor has actually given, given us very, very important issues that we really need to make a follow-up on on a quarterly basis or twice a year uh, in every financial year, twice a year and then we can be able to see success because right now there's nothing that has been done in the previous years after all these beautiful presentations. Thank you so much. Ma'am. Honorable Defraitas, if the Honorable Defraitas is not on the platform, can I invite the Honorable Motika? I'm on. Sorry, this is Patty. My mute button. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. You can go ahead, I'm sorry about that. Um, thanks for the opportunity. I want to thank um, the, the, the doctor for the presentation. I thought it was a very good one because it looked holistically. Uh, infrastructure, uh, you know, the environment that we're in, um, the visa environment and so forth are all very, very important. I want to support him in that uh, the proposal he made that we write to the minister and list these kind of things and encourage her to then talk to her counterparts in the various departments um, to, because unless these things are in place, um, we are going to suffer with tourism. Uh, simple things like water and you know, electricity and infrastructure. Uh, unless they're in place, our tourists won't come. They want to know that they're in an environment that is safe and, um, and comfortable for them to, to be in our country. Um, so I think it's a very... Uh, good uh, presentation uh, and his reports are very good and I think uh, we should, uh, Chair, with your indulgence, I think we should consider writing to the Minister encouraging her to talk to her counterparts because sometimes I fear her counterparts don't come very important and don't realise the importance of the impact that it has on our economy. Thanks very much. Thank you, Honourable uh, Tifreitas. I now invite the Honourable Monteca will be uh, followed by the Honorable April. Honorable Moteka. Thank you, Chairperson, and greetings to you, and greetings to everyone. Chairperson, I have just 
from our content advisor and and the staff after they've presented a very beautiful uh, presentation and of which they do it every year. What is lacking is implementation. So my question is for this solar of last Thursday, what is the president assisted tourism of South Africa in terms of guidance, direction, and support, which may differ from what he said in the previous years. Because every year, the president speaks of visas, the president is speaking of a lot of things, but at the end of the day, nothing is happening. And what's the use of just speaking and speaking and speaking without referring on what he has said in the previous year and what happened to it? And what action has the president done to those who were expected to action the outcomes of the speech? What I'm, I'm saying, Chairperson, is that we're now talking of the responsibility of tourism situation to reverse in us. But there's no solution. What, what is the solution to that? If there's no action for everything Kristen is speaking about, where, where is the action against those who they don't do their work? I mean, really, we, and, and, and people render our president useless. Where, whereas they're supposed to do their work. The useless ones are them who are supposed to do the work. He speaks famous action. So it is not happening. So how, how is this sauna uh, helping us? That is my specific question. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable uh, Moteka. Honorable April? If the Honorable April is not there, can I invite the Honorable K.P. Sitole, who will be followed by the Honorable Winkler? Honorable K.P. Sitole? Honorable Ketamabana? Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, greeting to all honorable members, to all officials, and thank you the presentation from Doctor and, and 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 the staff. First of first of all, Chairperson, I want to appreciate their input on this uh, debate because it actually uh, opened our eyes and it helped us to understand the impact of of of, of COVID nineteen. But Chairperson, there is only two questions that I want to impose to, 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 to the officials. The first one, I'm trying to check the IGR. Because if we are talking about tourism, we are talking about different, uh, different uh, departments. But I'm trying to check, do they have a system or mechanism or meetings that they have been scheduled or implemented to actually deal with all what what uh, 
the doctor have actually the uh, previous on, on 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 it because you see if the tourism sector or the department is not talking to health department is not talking to transport is not talking to safety and security it means all the plans and the cover system that they are trying to implement is not going to work if there is no system or platform that they are talking about about all the issues that are pertaining the tourism actually system and and the cover plan and the second one chairperson i didn't hear or sometimes it uh, it i didn't hear about the job creation from 2020 to 2021 because they they're supposed to give us the picture what happened between 20 and 21 because i, I we understand that 2019 2020 and the, and beyond that but if you can give us the picture of 2020 and 2021 so that you can see that we are moving forward or we are going backward or we are in, in, a, st- in a standstill so that you can understand what is happening. And the last one, Chairperson, is that one of, of the of the of our soul of the sauna. Because we always talk about the the local local is lacking. But if you check even in our sauna, there is nothing that is talking about our domestic uh, a tourism system that will create jobs that will help to to actually empower our local municipalities to empower our metros to empower our provinces because even the provinces need to be empowered when it comes to tourism and to have a mechanism a, a monitoring mechanism and evaluation of all these uh, other spheres so that we can understand now what is from now on what is going to happen and until we, we, we recover, we fully recover. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you, KP. Honorable Winkler. Good morning, Chairperson. Um, thank you for the opportunity to participate. Thank you to the content advisors, and I think which was um, a very thorough presentation. Um, I just want to reiterate some of the points that my, um, I think our other colleagues have made um, on this committee. The first is um, with regard to the engagement that the minister has undertaken with other partners. Um, I think it's important for us to understand to what extent the minister has had stakeholder engagement and also then um, cross-cutting to her cabinet counterparts. Um, I think my colleague, Honorable um, De Freitas, has already mentioned about the fact that the um, crumbling bulk infrastructure is a huge impediment um, to attracting tourism. Um, in the south, On the south coast of Durban, we have municipalities that have been sitting without water for years um, and it's become it's come to such a point that you know local tourism economies um, really can't survive anymore um, and the fact is that if we are going to be using tourism as uh, a major um, boost to economic recovery post-COVID we're going to have to address these fundamentals um, at the end of the day and that is things like bulk infrastructure the other is environmental pollution. For example, in Durban, we have E. coli counts um, on our beaches and in our rivers that host major tourism events such as the Doozy Marathon um, and the Golden Mile, which attracts international and domestic tourists alike um, in their droves um, with very 
unhealthy and unsafe um, water, yeah, water environments or conditions. So it's a huge problem. Um, and I, I know I have brought this up in, in prior committee um, meetings, but I'm not sure what has transpired since then. Um, it seems to be an ongoing issue with no resolve. I've also, I uh, think, written to the committee secretary to ask that perhaps we have an oversight uh, to problem areas, key tourism destinations where we have huge environmental pollution issues, where we have bulk infrastructure collapse. And I have not received a response on that. So it seems that as a committee, sometimes we are all on the same page in terms of what needs to be achieved. But when it comes to the implementation, there seems to just be um, a lack of will or ability to then follow through. So yeah, I would like to see some sort of um, change to that. Then just quickly to touch on the point of the climate change response, uh, the Presidential Climate Commission is something that um, um, the President did mention in his SONA, um, and the fact that we are now going to commit to a 1.5 degree uh, target. Um, this means that programs like the Green Tourism Incentive Fund, which the Department is administering at the moment, really need to be ramped up. Um, and, you know, climate resilience and adaptation, especially for the businesses that are going to rely on, um, I think, coastal business, etc. Um, there needs to be some sort of program implemented where we can actually start taking the impacts of climate change seriously within the sector, because it is going to be one of the hardest hit. Um, and if we don't prepare well, um, it's going to decimate the sector even further beyond the point of, of recovery. Then with regards to ecotourism, this is something that's not been mentioned, I think, in any of the departmental APPs. It's not been mentioned here in, um, um, in terms of the, the content and biases presentation, is that ecotourism is, you know, this is South Africa's global brand, and we should be promoting ecotourism, and part of that is about biodiversity conservation. Um, and so we should be working quite closely, I think, also with the Department of Environmental Affairs, I mean, tourism and environmental affairs were at one time one portfolio. So the link is inextricable, but it seems like the two have been quite uh, significantly divorced from one another. But this is something that we should be driving, um, I think, as a department and also in terms of our international brand. This is why people come to South Africa. Then just quickly with regards to the e-visas, I'd like to know what the progress would be. Um, and this is something that we must talk to the department about in terms of key markets and the progress with the e-visas. Now, I did see India there and some other countries, but in terms of our key markets, how far are we with that e-visa process? And then finally, the letter to the minister um, that has been recommended by the content advisor, how will this be drafted and submitted? Um, and how are we going to implement this as a committee? And what um, participation or buy-in will we each have as members of the committee on that? Um, thank you so much. Thank you, Honorable Winkler. I now invite the Honorable um, Pushe, who will be followed by the Honorable Mieni. Honorable Pumezam Pushe. No, thanks, Chair. Uh, greetings to the Honorable Members and our support staff. Uh, I, I, I kindly welcome the presentation uh, by Dr. Kuzwa. And I fully concur with my colleagues on the fact that uh, we must make sure that uh, the minister is made aware of uh, the contents of the SONA and the fact that uh, 
we must encourage departments uh, not to work in silos. Uh, uh, encourage them that uh, they work in line with intergovernmental relations. Uh, but then again, uh, the SONA indeed uh, does not uh, Honorable KP Sitole, Honorable Ketamabala. KP, please mute your mic. Uh, also, the fact that uh, most of the issues raised in, 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 in the SONA are enablers of, of tourism. And, 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 and if we say it is a long hanging fruit, uh, I think, Chair, ourselves as the committee, we must find a way of engaging uh, other pieces uh, to ensure that uh, these departments, they, they do work together. I'm not sure, Chair, whether you do it in the form of the Chairperson's Forum, where you will then uh, engage them on this, uh, because it is high time that we also play our part in, in supporting the, the department. I fell in love, Chair, with one of the uh, issues that were raised by the president in, in his sauna, that our economy, I quote, our economy cannot uh, uh, grow uh, without efficient ports and railways. And, and close quote, uh, these are some of tourism sites. Uh, also, the revamping of the railway lines is it's another thing that we, we I think, as a committee, we need to to make a, a, a follow up. Um, most of the things they have been uh, raised uh, by the uh, uh, honourable members. Um, thanks, Chairperson. Thank you, honourable Pushe, honourable Mieni. If the Honorable Mieni is not on the platform, can I invite the Honorable T.S. Echo? Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson of the committee. Uh, Chair, I, I noticed that where you are, it is hot, and where I am, it is raining. That's the interesting part about South Africa. <laughs> I noticed that you are wearing a sleeveless and I'm wearing a coat. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone in the platform. Uh, our support staff, members of parliament, and everyone that is connected, Chairperson. Uh, I just want to thank our staff uh, for prioritizing, Chairperson, this item today and always doing that every year after the sauna. This is very much important. Uh, let's thank those who are planning our, our agenda items whenever we are to have a committee chairperson. Uh, firstly, Chair, uh, let me remind everyone here in the committee that uh, the pre every year, the president is supposed to make a state of the nation where he is directing all national departments, all provincial departments, and all municipalities in South Africa to a particular direction, Chairperson, because in doing so, he is uh, 
influencing and directing the policy speeches of uh, ministers, MSCs, and whoever, and also the budget plans for ministers, MSCs, and uh, whoever is providing services to the people. Uh, it means, Chair, every year the president, according to the parliamentary program, is invited to speak to the nation so that everyone takes a direction from the words of the president. Chairperson, what I need to say is to support my, firstly, is to support my other colleagues in appreciating what has been done by our researcher and content advisor. Now, as members of this committee, we are clearer on what concerns us as tourism, what we need to monitor, what we need to support, and also what we need to lobby for. Because as Honorable Mbusha has said, tourism is not a standalone. There can't be tourism if there's no road infrastructure. There can't be tourism if there is no clean water. There can't be tourism if there's no safety and security in the country. There can't be tourism if there is no energy and power supply. There can't be tourism if there is no access to funding for tourism businesses. There can't be tourism if we don't secure jobs. We don't ensure that jobs are secured. So that means we must support uh, and influence the minister to take that direction of lobbying these important departments so as to make tourism boom in South Africa, Chairperson. Uh, uh, we can't underestimate the fact that there has been a COVID chair. The department did bring to us its recovery plan, which did not yield any positive results because of uh, COVID and uh, what was what came recently the, the 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 variant that was also dangerous and that there had been lockdowns. But now we have been given these matching orders. Chair, what we need to do is to support the minister and ensure that the plans of the department are aligned to what was said by the president. Chairperson, uh, it is also important that as members of the committee, we listen to now to the sopers, what will be said by the premiers, because what we are monitoring is happening in the provinces, in the nine provinces of South Africa. Most important, Chair, are the district municipalities. Since the country has taken this approach of a district development plan, because whatever is happening, whatever development that is prioritized is happening at a district, at a municipality level. That's why it is important for us to follow on what is planned at this, at various district municipalities. I just wanted to say that, Chair. Uh,
But I appreciate the way we are doing things as this tourism committee. What we need to also focus on uh, is the plan, the, the plan that was presented recently to us so that we are able to go back to where we were as Tory, as uh, to ensure that the department is going back to its original uh, way of doing things. No repeat findings, no queries in, in their audit. Since they had been receiving clean audits, we must ensure that it goes back there. We must ensure that tourism is taking its center stage, Chairperson, because it is the department that used to provide jobs. So let's ensure as a committee that we support the initiatives by the department so that tourism can boom. I join my other colleagues, Chair, in appreciating the, the presentation by the content advisor and also supported by the, the researcher of the, of, the, of the tourism committee. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I submit. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Honorable T.S. Kako, uh, Tembalam. Uh, honorable members, from, from what I gathered uh, in terms of our interaction uh, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the document that has been presented to us this morning, is that uh, we need to devise a mechanism for the tracking and tracing of our own recommendations to the minister. Uh, we can be able to put recommendations, give the minister recommendations, but if we are not able to follow through and be able to track and trace and also monitor implementation of the or progress of these uh, recommendations that we put to the minister, we are not going to be able to achieve the desired outcome. We are also proposing or recommending that uh, the committee is also talking about round table discussions. I'm putting them as round table discussions. They were not explicit in terms of what uh, honorable members had said, but we want to have some sort of engagements with other committees but we also want other ministries who we believe are the backbone that should be supporting tourism to flourish, to be able to start talking to each other. Because we, as, 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 as departments work in silos, tourism will suffer because in its nature, we are saying tourism depends, is interdependent on other sectors. We are also uh, talking about uh, visitor experiences, whether it's a domestic uh, tourists or whether it's international tourists. We are saying to when tourists visit our country, they need to get a value for what they are spending on. They also need to be to feel safe. To want, they need to want to come to the country. And that also talks to a wide range of issues, our road infrastructure, our rail infrastructure, 
uh, safety and security. Uh, we also talk to broad issues that would enable tourists to have the best experience. And that also talks to uh, the distribution of broadband because we know that tourists wants to have real-time uh, interaction with uh, the global community, with their friends at home, with uh, if they, whether they are South Africans, if they visit Eastern Cape, they want to be able to interact with communities back at home to say, this is what I've found, this is what I've seen in the Eastern Cape. Whether they are international tourists, they want to be able to share their experiences, real-time sharing uh, their experiences. So that also talks to the communication infrastructure or the communication network. We are also uh, talking around uh, impediments or the red tapes that are there that do not allow for entrance or that do not allow for those that would want to develop product, tourism products uh, to be able to do so meaningfully and contribute to the economy. We are also talking about uh, the small uh, businesses who are in the space, the, the difficulties that they get from financial institutions. We are also talking about our own um, pulling each other, you know, with the transformation fund where some a concerned groups or some formations in the country are interdi interdicting some of uh, the very same products that the department is putting in place to ensure that uh, those that have been marginalized or those that did not have an opportunity to play meaningfully in the tourism sector do come in, therefore hindering or hampering the process of transformation. We are also saying transformation is happening at a low pace. We have seen that. We have reported uh, on these concerns, on the issues of transformation being at a snail pace. But there are mechanisms that the department's, department is putting in place to quicken transformation. Those are hampered by uh, interdicts. So we are saying... we. As the, as the portfolio committee, we want to start working around those, look at solutions that can be uh, presented bef before the, to the minister to say, perhaps let us look into reworking these in this, uh, in this manner or in this fashion so that it does not hamper uh, what, we, what we want to achieve or what we want the sector to achieve. Uh, all these that we are talking about are strategies or they are tactics that should be able to assist the tourism sector to flourish. Uh, with that all said, uh, honorable members, I would also want to give perhaps the content advisor and the researcher to look into the broader issues that uh, they have been able to uh, jot down as we are speaking. 
as we are engaging, because this is our working uh, document. So we need to enrich it as much as we can. We need to interact with it so that when we are able to formulate a template for its tracking and, and tracing and, and, its, uh, and for monitoring its implementation, we are able to speak to the issues because this is us uh, who have been able to give life to this working document. Uh, honorable members, I do have uh, two honorable members who would want to raise uh, issues that they feel were left out, and that is Honorable Gomba and the Honorable Mpushe. Can I give you in one minute, one minute each? Thank you, Honorable Chair, for the uh, opportunity again. Honorable Chair, um, the issue that I forgot to raise is about uh, how are we going to go about dealing with the issue of master plans of local municipalities since they are the ones that are hindering process of local um, tourism in uh, due to uh, the master plans which are very poorly designed? And how are we going to intervene from the national level to ensure that the local municipalities, including their provinces, tourism provinces um, are assisting local municipalities to ensure that they come up with sound um, master plans. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Honorable Mpusha. Thanks, Chair. Already I wrote on the chat box, but, but, but nonetheless, Chair, it's 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 the fact that we need to follow up on this thing of the uh, equity fund and the proposal that has been made by Doc that we the department needs to explore if it is possible to use the tourism transformation fund and equity fund as some form of a collateral to increase the uptake of the loan guarantees. Uh, that's that's just the point that I wanted to raise so that we, we also have to we also need to get clarity chair in terms of uh, the interdicted funding. Thanks, Chair. Uh, Dr. Kuzayo and Ms. Sisanda, can you be able to take us through what you have uh, been able to put together as we were interacting? With, your, with the document before us so that we are able to formulate a template that will be able to monitor our own uh, recommendations that we put through. Because we can speak uh, and put recommendations and write to the minister, but if we are not able to follow through and be able to track and trace our own uh, recommendations, then we will not be able to achieve what uh, we want to achieve. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. And thank you, Honorable Member. It is enriching to hear members uh, interacting with the document in this way because it is. It is always our aim as your support staff to be really appraised on the issues so that when you engage uh, with the minister and the department and her entity, at least you, you have a global view of issues. Hence, as Honorable Talk was saying, we always try 
that at the beginning of the year after SONA, we do this analysis for the committee so that at least throughout the year, we are able to, to deal with these issues. The way it has been done before, it, it was just a way of equipping members with issues that you raised in your questions, uh, when you interact with the minister and with the department, and so on and so on. But as honorable members are saying that things fall through the cracks as uh, there is no proper mechanism for follow-up. Hence, this year, we thought that let us come up with a, a proposal that a submission be made to the minister, which would assist as a follow-up. So what we, we will do, Chairperson, we will, we, we will reduce everything that we have said today in this meeting into a letter and request that it would address to the minister and request that the minister uh, responds to the committee at a particular time. We envisage a situation exactly as the minister did with the issues that were raised by the Auditor General in relation to the audit findings for the previous financial year. Uh, if the submission has a due date that the minister must uh, respond by. So when the minister appears then before the committee, she will be responding to all the issues that will be included uh, in the letter that, uh, that, that needs a response from her office. Uh, the time frame that we suggested in the presentation is the end of this financial year. We understand that some of the issues cannot uh, have happened by that time, but at least the minister may be able to then tell the committee uh, her plans in terms of how she, she, she intends to go forward with those issues. So that addresses the, the question that the members asked about the nature and the form of the tracking and mechanism on, on these issues. Some of the issues then will become uh, standing quarterly issues. Uh, for example, issues around uh, the uptake of the, the loan, for example. Uh, the committee will, will want to know uh, what is the movement in terms of tourism. So every every quarter, the, the department might be able to then appraise the committee of what issues. So we will clean through everything, Jefferson, and we'll come up with those issues that will become standard items for reporting by the department on quarterly basis. But the, the rest of the issues, uh, the minister will appear before the committee and address them uh, as line items one by one. Maybe just to, 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 to give responses on some of the issues that the members have raised. Uh, there was a, a question which I think we need to address by Honorable Muteka to say, how then does SONA assist this committee if then things are said? I think other members also raised the same sentiments. If issues are raised, but there is no follow-up. And from our perspective, Chairperson, if you look at 
Just look, look at the issue of visas, for example. Yes, the, the president mentioned the issues of, of this. And if you can track the issue of maybe for the last five years or so, it is always there in honor. But we have to track the movement in terms of what is happening. The issue there is the slow pace of implementation. There is some movement, but it's the slow pace of, of, of implementation. For example, last year, the, the, the president said, these are the countries that will be involved. And this year, he said, these are the, the, those countries have been included and more will be included. So when we engage issues of the minister looking, to say fast track that process so that more countries uh, are involved in the issue of uh, uh, visas. There was another issue of IGR that I think we need to address, honorable members. Uh, yes, uh, the members will also recall that uh, in your previous engagement with the department, uh, when they appeared before the committee for quarterly reports, the issue about the minister's engagement was raised by honorable members. And the response from the department was, yes, the minister is engaging at an international and local level. But when the letter is sent now, it will, it will be a matter of specifics. What has the minister discussed with what departments? What is the action plan? What is the progress in terms, not just at a, a superficial level in terms of these are the entities or international uh, engagements that the minister has said. So it needs to be uh, reduced to specifics in terms of uh, those. In terms of job creation, the matter that was raised by uh, Honorable uh, Sitol, we want to address just this one to say, Honorable Members, we, we, we use the official statistics as presented by WTTC. So there will be ad hoc information, but we always want to present to members uh, something that is authentic that we can say, this is the... The, the, the source of this information, which is credible. So in terms of release, uh, release of these statistics, they always uh, lag like a year behind. Hence, we still have 2019-20. Now in 2022, we will receive information for 2021. So that is why then we're able to compare uh, the situation prior to COVID and what happened in 2019 and 2022. And in terms of also, if I go back to the issue of the engagements, uh, engagements, when we talk about lobbying, honorable members, cannot happen at a level of the minister alone. Also, a discussion that is called FOSAC, the Forum of South African Director Generals. That is why we say this will, will rest really on the minister and the DTG because there is some lobbying that has to be done by the DTG, particularly at an operational level with other DTG to ensure that they unlock, they unlock uh, these uh, issues. So I, I felt maybe uh, those are the issues that we need to address. All other issues will be included in that letter that will be written to the minister with all the issues that she will have to address. It will be uh, 
maybe if members can recall the way the department responds to the PRRR recommendations. We expect something similar to that when the department responds where there will be an issue in one column, that is in terms of documentation that will come back to the committee. There will be an issue uh, that has been raised by the committee and on another column, then the response by the minister and the department in terms of what they have done. So we will include uh, that suggestion in terms of how the committee will uh, want to receive uh, a feedback from the minister. And I think that will assist in terms of the initial meeting with the minister, but other issues then, as I alluded earlier, will be for standing quarterly reporting. Thank you, Chairperson. I'm not sure, Sister, if you want to add. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you, Doc. Uh, there's a few things I'd just like to raise in addition to what you've mentioned. Maybe just correct me if I'm talking out of my neck and some of them might not necessarily be relevant to what has been raised. But just in response to some of the, the issues sorry, raised by the, the, the honorable members, uh, I think, uh, Chairperson, you mentioned something about a monitoring tool that the committee needs to have as a means to try to keep track of what has been raised in previous years and what where progress is pertaining to each and every one of those instances. I think there was an attempt by the committee, if I'm not mistaken, as a two years back, as a means to try and keep track where a monitoring tool was developed by Dr. Kuzwayo, but I'm not sure whether that is still something that we have in place, but it was never really brought to forefront because I think the aim there was to actually have, um, what do you call it, on an annual basis, basically, to also look at the resolutions taken by the committee in that particular year and how much the committee has fought in actually ensuring that those are implemented through the department and progress on each of those. So maybe that's something that the committee needs to revisit going forward. And then in terms of the, the IGR, I think it's also very important to Remember that when it comes to intergovernmental issues, there are various forums that are in place, whether it's your Munimax, Minimax, et cetera. So ultimately, at the end of the day, issues are raised, but I think it's also key to take into consideration what uh, Honorable Tleko has mentioned, that it all falls down to your provinces, to your municipalities. So as much as we're saying this and this, et cetera, but the implementation goes as far down as that. And there are structures in place to ensure whether there is interdependent issues that are addressed at those levels. So as to how far down those recommendations will go, obviously is dependent on the, the, the will at that level, the political will at those levels, and also maybe your role as MPs and how far down you go when it comes to those particular, your constituencies, for instance, and what role you play there in addressing those issues, in raising those issues. I hear uh, Honorable Winkler's um, concern pertaining to environmental management and when it comes to oversight, when it comes to those issues. I'm sure uh, members have seen in the past that our oversight visits have not necessarily been as extensive as one would like in a year. So you've, we see we have that particular barrier where if you want to go to Limpopo, et cetera, we have not necessarily have had much success when it comes to that as frequently as we would like as a committee. 
And so maybe that's uh, we, the committee might need to revisit a suggestion that was made but by the pre, um, the former chair, uh, Honorable Mamapilo, about actually MPs expanding or rather spreading themselves across provinces when it comes to doing oversight. So instead of the entire group of MPs for the committee going to Limpopo, another way of going about it is to actually spread yourselves across the different provinces as a means to try and engage provinces or even municipalities on the issues that have been raised here, especially if we're talking about environmental management and how extensive it affects tourism products in, in the country. So maybe that's something that needs to be looked at as a committee in terms of how best to actually um, look at oversight and instead of having to just visit one province in a year. Maybe the dividing of committee members across the different provinces is another way of going about it as well. And then in terms of the, the, the one way, uh, I'm not sure if I'm answering you, uh, uh, member Gomba, when it comes to master plans and how to improve those. Pietra, maybe you can help me here because I remember we had a meeting with the department where they talked about when they were talking about the GTEC projects and how they have assisted municipalities in developing master plans. However, one of the barriers that they um, encountered there was funding and the issue there was funding. However, in terms of the that kind of um, assistance or support being available. I think it is there for municipalities to to knock at the door of the department and find assistance in terms of developing a better quality uh, master plans, as you mentioned there. And then in terms of the last one, I'd like to add, uh, Chairperson, with your indulgence, is with regard to your mention of roundtable discussions. Uh, in this particular instance, I'm going back to, I think, is it the years now have gone by so quickly. I'm not sure whether it was 2020 or 2021, but there was a suggestion about how the committee can actually engage its counterparts because I remember the committee had a meeting with the, is it the the, the committee for, for for police as well? I'm not sure if we actually eventually met with the transport committee. So in terms of those kind of engagements from a committee level, that was suggested that we actually the committee engages rather the other committees that are responsible for issues that cut across to tourism. So maybe that's another issue that needs to be revisited going forward. Thank you. Uh, thank you uh, both um, Dr. Kuzayo and Miss um, uh, Sandaloni. Uh, we have a... Um, can, can I come in, Jefferson, as well? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. I'm so sorry. Yes. I, 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 uh, this technology is confuses me when my daughter is not here. I can't see my ra raise your hand. Chair, uh, thanks uh, very much. Um, I also want to to contribute chair to to where exactly the point. Here. I think it was Honourable Winkler uh, who, who who raised it. Chairperson, uh, that point is 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 um, is. We have not forgot about it. Uh, the committee members will recall that the committee has made a decision. Uh, that was not a, a recommendation. It was not a It was a decision that one, the committee has to go to Limpopo. That decision was taken. Secondly, the committee has made a decision that it has to go to 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 the Eastern Cape. 
Uh, this decision came simply because after the COCTA uh, minister came uh, before the committee, one of the committee resolution was that we needed to go to that part of the world in Eastern Cape in order for the committee to taste that uh, district development model. And that decision has been made by the committee. But what the committee has not indicated so far is to, after the Eastern Cape, and what will be the next province? Then our view as a support team was that maybe when the committee is dealing with its strategic strategic plan, uh, maybe all those issues, and then they will come out clearly so that as to give guidance, you go to Limpopo, you go to Eastern Cape, and then where else you go. Because what the committee has indicated to us was, um, Mix this thing. If you go to inland province, and then the next time go to coastal province. So those decisions we have we have noted each other. We have not forgot about them and will be implemented as such as the committee has directed it to us. Uh, so so honorable Winkler's issue uh, is not a dead issue on our agenda, Chaperson. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Mr. Boltina. Uh, honorable members, uh, the support team has uh, taken all our suggestions and all our points and have put them to paper. And uh, they will be putting a consolidation of a report that includes this interaction and all that we have raised so that we can be able to put the letter through to the minister as proposed uh, by honorable members. I will now uh, put this uh, issue on the side and then uh, bring two sets of minutes before us. Uh, Mr. Poltina, can you remind us the first set uh, that we are going to interact with? Uh, the date... Okay, thank you, Chair. Chair, the committee will recall on the uh, on the first of February, we, we we met with the department where they were presenting their their first term and second first quarter and the second quarter simultaneously uh, to the committee chair. Uh, subsequently to that, uh, we, we circulated uh, the, the minutes to the committee. Uh, unfortunately, we were not able to um, um, to approve them in the last meeting because due to time constraint, chair. So the first minutes, chair, are the minutes of the first of uh, February. Then the second set of minutes are the minutes of the of the eighth of February. Those are the only minutes that are outstanding on the table of the committee. Thank you, chair. Uh, thank you, Mr. Boltina. We will now move to the minutes of the first of February. Can uh, I believe and I know that these minutes were sent to us right on time? We were supposed to engage with them. In our minute, in our meeting of the eighth of February, but due to time constraint, we put them in abeyance. We are now putting them before the committee. Can I invite a member to adopt these minutes as a true reflection of what transpired in our portfolio committee of the first of February? 
Honorable Chair. I note you, Honorable Komba. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Honorable Chair, I move the adoption of the minutes. Honorable Komba has moved for the adoption of the minutes of the 1st of February. Uh, can I invite a seconder? Honorable members who were part of the meet, of the meeting, all of us were part of the minute of the meeting of the 1st of February. Honorable Gomba has moved for the adoption of the minutes as a true reflection. Can I invite a member who who feels that who wants to second? Yes, Chair Taiko seconds. Thank you, Honorable TS. Honorable members, the minutes are duly adopted. Can I? Can we then move to the set, the, the second set, which is the meeting of the eighth of February, where the committee interacted with uh, the entity on its first quarter and second quarter performance report into their non-financial uh, and financial uh, performance. Can I invite honorable members to move for the adoption of the minutes? I do move, Chair. It's terrible. I move for the adoption. Thank you, Honorable T.S. And Honorable Taiko has moved for the adoption of the minutes. Can I invite Honorable Pusha? Honorable uh, Pusha, you're noted. Thanks, Chair. Uh, I move to second the adoption of the minutes. Thanks. Thank you. The minutes have been uh, duly adopted as a true reflection of what transpired in our portfolio committee meeting of the 8th of February, where the com committee interacted with the South African tourism as, as our only entity into their first quarter and second quarter performance. Can I invite Honorable uh, Mr. Boltina to take us through the committee program for next week? Um, thank you, thank you, Chair. Uh, Chair next week, uh, um, the committee will recall, we will be meeting with the, with the registrars uh, of all the nine provinces, including the National Registrar, Chairperson, uh, where they will be briefing us uh, on this um, uh, issue of, of uh, 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 tour, tour, tourist guides, Chairperson, in the, in, the, in, the, in the provincial spheres of government, Chairperson. So we've got that meeting. Um, I was just waiting for the department just to confirm whether the, the presentation has been finalized. If it is finalized, I'm sure members will get it in the course of today or very early tomorrow, uh, the briefing for that meeting, Chairperson. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Mr. Boltina. That is the program uh, that we are following uh, uh, in the Portfolio Committee. Meeting next week, we will be looking into interacting with the registrars uh, for tour guides. Uh, can we then move to announcements, Mr. Boltina? Um, uh, no, thanks, Chairperson. Uh, we, we, we have no further announcements, Chair. Thank you, Chair. In that note, uh, honorable members, that brings us to the conclusion of this portfolio committee meeting. May I take this opportunity to thank all the honorable members and all our supporting team 
that are the wind beneath our wings because as we continue to steer this ship of uh, the Portfolio Committee on Tourism, we do have a supporting, capable supporting team that guides uh, our work, that ensures that we meet on time, we are able to look into the content and what we give to South Africans is a work that has been uh, properly uh, researched. We are also having a support team that looks into the operations of the portfolio committee. We want to appreciate uh, the work that you do for us to be able to, to, to do uh, our work as honorable members. And also the honorable members who do their oversight without fear or favor, who are robustly interacting with all uh, the department and its entities who are able to hold uh, the minister and the executive accountable, who are able to bring to book those that are tasked with uh, the implementation of all the programs for the tourism, who are also able to hold accountable those that are given uh, the task to be able to spend the resources uh, of uh, South Africans. I say resources of the South Africans because uh, as taxpayers, uh, the money that is spent belongs to them. That is the public purse. As members of parliament, we are given that responsibility to be able to hold those accountable and we do so uh, robustly without fear or favor. Uh, honorable members, uh, you have been a, 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 a you have given insight to the work that we do, and we will all the time appreciate the engagements that we uh, conduct our work uh, in. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank you, and then uh, wish you a fruitful. Uh, engagement with the debates as we are from from this time going to log in uh, into the SONA debate uh, where we are moving South Africa forward. We are also uh, playing a meaningful, meaningful role in ensuring that South Africa starts working uh, from all the des devastation that we have recorded in the past two years. Tourism is beginning to the, the, the shoots into the, the grass is beginning to spring and we are able to uh, pave our tra trajectory and our plans moving forward as the tourism sector. With those few words, uh, honorable members, uh, I want to thank you and then the meeting is adjourned. Thank you, Chairperson. <laughs> Thank you, Chair. Viva, Chair, Viva. Long live the Chair. Gomba, Gomba. <laughs> Recording stopped. Bye bye. Bye-bye, Dr. Kuzayo. Uh, oh, okay, come on. Mr. Katamabala, Honorable Katie. <laughs>
<clears throat> I have two pictures, so in other words. I'm testing my, my gadget here. I want to have a permanent background. <laughs> 